Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Family Church. Ah, I like it. Actually, if you were in kids, we're like, oh, hey, guys, they go, woo! So can we try it? Let's just let's loosen up a little bit. Hey, guys! Hey, you guys are doing well. I like it. So this today is not just for our kids. This is a service for everyone, young and old alike. And this morning, we may be like making some tweaks by, just a second, getting rid of my gum. We also may be shortening the service just slightly. We'll add a couple of extra fun things like Mr. Rod. I will speak to him later. (laughs) And we've also added our youth who've done a great job this morning. But also this morning, we have Miss Maddie. She is 11 here. And I asked her if she would come and pray for us this morning. And these are her words and her prayer to God. So go ahead, Maddie. Dear God, We love you. You are the one and only awesome God. Thank you for the people in our church. Please watch over them and give them the water and food, the medicine and shelter they need. Please help the people in the hospital get well soon. Please be with all the kids in our church as we grow up and learn all about you. Thanks for the pastors that lead our church on Sunday morning and all the wonderful staff that help us build this peaceful, amazing, and beautiful community. We appreciate Pastor Liz for making learning about you so interesting and fun. Thank you for listening to us when we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you, Maddie. You can just go put your mic back. Okay, so let's get started. We've been talking about Mythbusters, and as you saw earlier, Mr. Rod attempted to bust or confirm one of his myths. And uh, the last month or so, Pastor Joel has also been working on some myths. So see if you can fill in the blanks. We'll see how well they've been listening for you. So I cannot get my... If I cannot get my... Way. I cannot be... Oh, there's a few out there. Maybe I should stop. Maybe I should be careful. Nothing comes for... You get what you... Aha. So... The myth today that we have is the decisions I make today will not affect my life tomorrow. So the decisions I make today will not affect my tomorrow. So we live in a world full of moment-by-moment decisions. So take, for instance, this morning, you woke up, you decided to open your eyes, you decided what to wear, you actually decided to get out of bed, I guess, first. You decided what you were going to eat for breakfast, and you even decided to come to church. Through life, we make bigger decisions, like do I make this business deal? Do I buy a house, or do I not? Do I move, and if I move, where do I go? Do I hang out with these friends? Do I simply read my Bible or watch TV? The decisions that we make Every day, big and small, can be overwhelming, and there are so many of them. So how do we know that we're making the right ones? And sometimes the need to make all these decisions can be overwhelming. So do they, or do they truly not affect my future? So do they? Do the decisions I make today affect my tomorrow? So let's take a look. If you have your Bible in Galatians, Paul is writing Galatians 6. Verse 7 to 9. So do not be deceived. 
God will not be made a fool, for a person will reap what he sows, because the person who sows to his own flesh will reap corruption from the flesh. But the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So, we must not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we will reap what we sow if we do not give up. So first off, I'd like to introduce you to my lovely garden. I spent hours on it. It is not quite finished, and it is a bit of a work in progress, but I was very purposeful in the plants that I planted into my garden. So some of them are useful, some of them are just plain beautiful, but my garden that I am aiming to have is beautiful, but without weeds, thistles, and thorns. So my garden requires my attention, my love, and my care. And as many of you gardeners know, we do not want weeds in our garden. If I, this was full of weeds, it would not be quite as pretty. So we say that weeds come and quickly take over, and they overcome our garden, and they destroy our garden. And they will come and take over. So it requires, as I've said, my love, my attention, and my care. If I just left it alone, if I left my garden alone, it would be to certain destruction. It would no longer be a beautiful garden. You wouldn't even call it a garden. You would just call it a mess, right? If I decided not to worry about it and just left it all alone, then we all know what would happen. So, what does your life look like? Has it been given the care that this garden has been given? Or have you turned your back on it and decided to not worry about it at all. Just like this garden, I will reap what I sow. So it is with my life, because I don't plant tomatoes in hopes of getting carrots, and I don't plant turnips in hope of getting roses. So it is in our lives. We shouldn't expect that our poor choices will ever have good outcomes. So let's scoot back to Galatians again and read that, because the decisions I make today will affect my tomorrow. So do not be deceived. God will not be made a fool, for a person will reap what he sows, because the person who sows to his own flesh will reap corruption from the flesh, but the one who sows to the Spirit will reap eternal life from the Spirit. So we must not grow weary in doing good, for in due time we will reap if we do not give up. If we do not give up. Because you don't have to raise your hands, but do you find life really wearisome and, and you get tired of all the decisions and choices that you need to make? But I promise you that the choices that lead to a life of righteousness and that will reap you a life of inner peace, deep-seated joy, and eternal life. Not a life free of trials, but a life worthy of a life well-lived. So what have you planted in your garden? In your garden, have you planted seeds of discontentment, seeds of greed, moral complacency? Do you need to stop 
and evaluate what you've sown in your life. Imagine the harvest you could reap if you sowed seeds of faithfulness, service, love, moral uprightness, and righteousness. Obviously, all of you here today have all planted good seeds in your life, and there have some been some good things that you have reaped from them. But I want to remind you today that it only takes one weed that's not taken care of to lead you down a path of destruction. So how many of you could even recall someone who 95% of the time has made good choices in their life, but it just took one bad choice that led them down the path of destruction. So if we truly believed that our decisions shaped our tomorrows, that what we reap is what we sow, then why do we go with the flow instead of being intentional? Why do we only do what feels right instead of what is right? Why do we choose to do whatever our friends are doing instead of going against the flow? And why do we change what we do on Sunday compared to what we do on Monday? Why do we change with the wind versus standing firm in our beliefs? And why is it that we do these things? Because these things only lead to a disappointing harvest. So why are we not living more deliberately, more purposeful, more intentional, leading a life where each, each, the big and the small, counts the cost of where you place your allegiance. Yeah, it can be tough. Yeah, and it ain't easy. But the prize that we work toward, isn't it worth the effort? Just like my beautiful garden. So kids, where are you? Can you raise your hand? No, the adults don't raise your hand. Just the kids. So listen to this. So let me ask you guys can answer back. So let me break this down for you a little bit, the whole reap what you sow, okay? So if you were at school and you are mean to your friends all the time, what happens? Yeah, right, you lose your friends basically, right? If you're mean to your friends, you kind of lose them. No one wants to be your friend. How about this? If you stole money from somebody's backpack, what would happen? you might go to prison. <laughs> it is so true. You would get into trouble. So what we're saying, guys, is your good decisions, good things can happen, right? Poor decisions, poor results, yucky things happen. So don't you want to make good choices like being caring and being kind and standing up for Jesus? Because who do we want to be more like? Jesus. Who do we want to be more like? Jesus. I want to be more like Jesus. So should the choices that I make lead toward being more like? Jesus. So even when I look at my kids, my kids are, think about it, they're 18, 17, and 15. Oh, I got it right. So when I look at my kids, 
I want them to make good decisions, good choices that will reap eternal life and not sorrow. I want to see them flourish. I want to see them end up where God wants them. And I don't want them to grow up with extra baggage and consequences of their choices that have to carry on later in life. So what do you want for yourself? A life that is full of weeds? Or one that flourishes in the light of Jesus? Align your life with Christ, the author of your life, the author of your future. Are you willing to waste the opportunities God has given you by planting weeds? by making poor choices in your life. So why don't you be a person that lives by decision, not by default. So be a person that lives by decision, not by default. I sometimes like to take and read the passages again in in the message. It's not a version of the Bible, it's kind of a paraphrase where they kind of break it down a little bit easier for you sometimes. So I'm going to read that for you. As we read the Galatians again, it says, Don't be misled. No one makes a fool of God. When a person plants, he will harvest. The person who plants selfishness, ignoring the needs of others, ignoring God, harvests a crop of weeds. All he'll have to show for his life is weeds. But the one who plants in response, to God, letting God's spirit do the growth work in him, harvests a crop of real life, real eternal life. So let's not allow ourselves to get fatigued doing good. At the right time, we will harvest a good crop if we don't give up, if we don't give in. So you say, well, how do I apply that to my life? How do I make the right decisions? Because Often you have no idea, you think. First, we say no. Can you guys say no? No. Ah, know that God has the answers. Let's just, I mean, he created all of us. He created the earth. He is king of the universe. Do you not figure out that he probably has got this all figured out for us? He has the answers. You just got to know it. Can you say read and believe? Pray and believe. Pray and believe for God's wisdom and guidance in your life. As you know, sometimes we say it, but we don't always believe it. That when I pray, God hears me. And when I pray, God answers me. Not always in the timing that we expect, right? But in his timing. But he will answer. So pray and believe that God will answer. That God does have the answers for you, specifically, personally, So we know that God has the answers. We pray and believe for God's wisdom and guidance in our lives. Then we read. Can you say read? Read Read God's word. What is this? Okay, kids and kids world, I tell you all the time. Is this true? Is all of it true? Every single little bit of it is true? Well, then... I'm pretty sure there's some answers in here. If we know God has the answers, if we pray and believe that he answers and has the answers, then this is a good place to start. Read. Read it. It's got the answers. 
Proverbs, I won't make you turn there, but Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1 to 4 says, My child, wait, 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 can you think about that for a second? All of you, my child, you are his children, I am his child. My child, if you receive my words and store up my commands inside yourself by making your ear attentive to wisdom and by turning your heart to understanding, indeed, if you call out for discernment, shouting loudly for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand how to fear the Lord. And you will discover knowledge about God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. But lastly, maybe some of you are sitting here and saying, I've messed up, I've made some poor decisions. And there are true, there are consequences to the things that we do. But know that God can still restore. So, you know, as I'm writing this thing, I'm going, this is really lame. Because I'm thinking this is pretty simple. This is not rocket science. Can you all agree that good consequences, I mean, good choices, good decisions comes with good outcomes? And that poor decisions, there are poor outcomes? So we can agree on this, right? Then, why do we apply it to our lives? Why don't we bother doing it if it's so simple and straightforward? Why are we constantly making poor decisions that affect our future? Most of the time, we already know the right decisions, and sometimes we just plain don't want to do them. So I tend my garden, and I want to look at my life like I want to look at my garden, something that is pleasing, something that is pleasing to God. And when we are headed toward righteousness, This doesn't mean we're free from pain, like I've said before, and trials. But I do know that when we make good decisions, that it will help me avoid my share fare. It will put me in a healthy place to be able to hear God and put me in a healthy place to face life with all its ups and downs, heartaches and trials. So your walk with Christ isn't just going to happen on its own. It isn't going to miraculously become deeper and more meaningful without a little effort. Each and every move in your life, every decision, every thought, needs to be an intentional move toward becoming more like Jesus. Let me say it again. So each and every move in your life Every decision, every choice, every thought needs to be an intentional move toward becoming more like Jesus. And as it says in Ephesians 5, 15 to 17, because therefore consider carefully how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Taking advantage of every opportunity because the days, the days are evil. For this reason, do not be foolish, but be wise by understanding what the Lord's will is. Are you building a garden that God would be pleased with? Are you living a life that God will be pleased with? 
Are you believing that you are worth the effort? Are you believing what we decide today will affect our tomorrow? So stand back or even just, just picture what you want your life to look like. I hope as a believer you want your life to be firmly rooted in Christ. And if this is true, then line up every decision, every choice, every moment with that of your Savior. So as we leave today, I always like to give a little reminder on Family Church Day. So since we talked about a garden, when you leave, one for each family, each couple or as seniors, if you'd love to take one, I'd love to give you one. There are little pots out there with a seed that is planted. I want you to put it on your, your windowsill and look at it because what we reap is what we sow. And are the decisions that you are making allowing you to plant a life for Jesus or planting a life just for yourself? So our worship team is actually going to share in song now. And as they sing, the prayer team is going to come forward. And if you have something from this morning or something other than that, it doesn't matter what it is. If you have something to pray about this morning, our prayer team is here for you.